Hi, I'm Jeremy, and I live in Los Angeles, California. Sit back, relax, and get ready for counter-programming with Shira and Ariel. Shira, before we get started, we don't have any ads this week, but I do want to do an ad of my own, and you don't know about this, so are you excited for what I'm going to say? A surprise ad of your own? Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's for the city of Boise. <laughs> What's happening in Boise? So, big deal. I said Boise, you said Boise. We, East Coasters, are taught that it's Boise, but it's not. It's Boise. And the number one way for them to know that you are not from here is to call it Boise. So everybody say it with me. One, two, three. Boise. Boise. In Boise. Yeah, so anyway, I'm in Boise right now. Um, my sister's here too. We're in a hotel room. We are on our cross country road trip, making our way from Los Angeles to New York. And Boise is an amazing city. We just spent the afternoon floating down the Boise River. It was amazing. Few near death experiences, but we loved it overall. Glad you guys are okay. Yeah, I guess. I just hope people come visit Boise. I will add it to my post pandemic list. Very good. Very good. Welcome. To counter programming with Shira and Ariel. I'm Shira. And I'm Ariel. Happy Wednesday, counties. First off, a big warm welcome to our many new listeners. By a stroke of luck and, of course, hard work, we were featured on Apple's new and noteworthy section in the podcast app, and it has brought us so many new listeners, fans, and even some haters. And that has been the most exciting part for me. Hi, new counties. Hi, new counties. Hi, how are you? We've gotten more than 100 new reviews on Apple Podcasts. Most of them positive, but we do need your help, counties. If you leave us a review, we may read it on the show next week. Go to the Apple Podcasts app, search for Counter Programming, scroll down, leave five stars, and then write something sweet. Yay! Yay! It's been really fun to see our meteoric rise, and I just want to shout out a bunch of people who have been super supportive of us on social media. So Eva, who runs a place called Fairneck, it's an audio drama podcast. She has been super supportive. Thank you so much, Eva. We also have loved hearing from Naomi Pollock, and who else? Zari has been super supportive. Lots of amazing counties, of course, our parents, and then some new strangers who love us, and we love them right on back. On this show, we discuss all things count or counter related. The idea is to bring you a fun distraction from all of the COVID-19 stress. Yes, the pandemic is still a thing. Wear your masks. Maybe we'll make counter programming masks. I'm thinking with our logo by Kyle Slickta. Absolutely, yes. On each eye is a different person. Oh, the full face mask? <laughs> oh, oops. <laughs> I just mixed up which masks we were doing. I'm very tired from driving. Wow. Okay, here we are. I'm so tired. If you have not yet, make sure to check out our latest episode. It came out last week. It's called Count Olaf, and it's all about Lemony Snicket's series of unfortunate events. The week before, we covered the Negroni cocktail because apparently the person who invented the classic drink was a freaking count. How perfect. Today, we discuss another count, Count Chocula. We'll get to the chocula of it all very shortly. But first, I want to give a shout out to the county who told us about Count Chocula, County Micah. County Micah. Yeah. Thanks for the idea for this episode, County Micah. County Micah is, maybe I'll just switch to Micah. No, 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 no. no. 
<laughs> County Micah is the host of a podcast called Campfires and Color Wars. Campfires and Color Wars is a podcast for everyone who physically left camp years ago, like me and Arielle, but emotionally is still sticking their tongue in a battery-operated fan yeah. to see what happens. How funny is yeah. that line from their website? That's really good. We need something like that. You definitely stuck your like it was stuck your tongue in those. No, of course fans. I did. Of course I did. <laughs> Michael also happens to be the son of our first boss. So true. (laughs) I bet a lot of our counties are camp people too, and we think you guys will really enjoy this pod as much as we do. I listened to it a few years back and I loved it. Thanks, County Micah. Yeah, so all counties are in. This is a great reminder that if you have ideas for counter topics you want us to cover, what do they do, Ariel? They just have to let us know. They can do it on email, they can do it on Instagram. Our email is counterprogrammingshiraariel at gmail.com. Or on Instagram, they can slide on into our DMs. We're at counterprogrammingpod. We've had a few people reach out to us with counter ideas, and we've used all of them. So we are definitely looking for more. With that, Arielle, how are you? How is this drive going? Long and fun. I'm enjoying it a lot. I've been to two new states, Oregon and currently in Idaho, tomorrow to Montana. By the end of this trip, I'm going to be at 49 out of 50 states, so it's very exciting. Meeting new people, having new conversations, navigating it with COVID is interesting. Different states take it seriously to different degrees, but it's all part of the experience uh, and trying not to get sick. So yeah, how are you? I'm good. What day of the drive are you on? We started on July 2nd, and we are recording this episode. What day is it? July July 6th. July 6th. So it's, it's been a while and a different place every night. So it, it's a lot of moving and shaking. And the best part is it's me and my sister. The best part is we're recording a lot. We have a a handheld microphone that we turn on in the car and sometimes it captures our natural fights. So maybe we'll post those. Oh my God. I would love to see them. (laughs) Anyway, Shira, how is Long Island? It's good. Yesterday, I attended one of my high school friends' weddings over Zoom. They got engaged a year ago and hadn't officially planned a wedding. And then they decided to get married in Maine this weekend. And I got to be part of the event. So it was really special. Shout out to County who? County Estelle and County Mikey. Shout out. Yeah. And County Zary and I FaceTimed during the whole wedding because we realistically, if we were at the wedding in person, we would have sat next to each other and, you know, been whispering. So we stayed on FaceTime the whole time. And that was really nice. Otherwise, I've been trying to run a lot, but it's also been really hot here. So that is has been a challenge, but an exciting one. Another challenge is learning about Count Chocula, right? Oh, yes. How was that for a transition? Sensational. Uh, That was beautiful. Well, since you have been on the road, I did some research for us, and I'm really excited to teach you about that. Yay. Yeah. So basically, the way this episode's going to work, a little different from usual, Shira's going to tell me most things, and I have not seen the script for the most part, and I'm just going to react naturally. So I hope you enjoy it, Counties. So... Count Chocula. First of all, when I read it, when County Micah sent it to us, I thought that it was Count Chocula. Like I didn't know, who <laughs> it was. I didn't know who it was until I looked it up. Uh, so I, I actually, I need to go back and listen to our last episode to make sure I didn't say Chocula at the end of the you episode. Did, you did. Okay. I would have made fun of you. 
<laughs> oh, okay, good. So anyway, because I had heard of it because because I watched it. It was mentioned on an episode of The Office. My only experience with Count Chocula. Well, I'll let you tell me more about The Office stuff at the end because I actually did not remember that reference, which I'm embarrassed about. Mm. But let's start with a little definition from our friend Wikipedia. The monster serials, which Count Chocula. Count Chocula <laughs> is one of are a group of General Mills breakfast cereals, and the line was introduced in 1971, and it includes five brands, each featuring a cartoon version of movie monsters. So Count Chocula, Frankenberry, Boo Berry, Fruit Brute, and Fruity Yummy Mummy. Wow. Have you had um, any of the others? Okay, very good. No, I haven't had any of those. So Count Chocula and Frankenberry are still produced around Halloween each fall. So you awesome. can try those, but I think that the other three you can maybe get, like they do limited runs occasionally, but they're not readily available. Got it. Count Chocula, as you probably guessed, is based on another count we've covered here. Do you know who? Count Um, I have a few guesses, but I'm just going to go with um, Count Von Count, obviously. Well, Count Von Count is based on the same person as Count Chocula is based on. Okay, so then Count Chocula is based on Count Dracula. That is correct. Is that right? Exactly. And, you know, a shameless plug for people to check out that episode, which was, I think, was that our first post-Countertop episode we did? Count Dracula was very... We did Count Dracula the same episode that we did Count on Count. It was early on. It was very early. So scroll back in your feed, counties. Check, Check them out. out. <laughs> okay, I do you remember anything about Count Dracula? Because I had to look back yeah, at our notes. I do, I do. Lay I it on him very well. He was from Transylvania, which we at first thought was a fake place, but then we learned it was a real place. Mind-blowing. Mind-blowing. Count Dracula was based on Vlad the Impaler, who was bad, really bad, obviously, from his name. But he would just impale people. It was this thing. And with a sword. The thing that I remember most about what we learned for that episode was that he was a vampire who just, like, was trying to move to London. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Still well, that's Yeah, so I think we grow up being like, oh, Count Dracula, like, that's the story of an epic vampire. But turns out it's like a modern story of like a millennial who wants to move across Europe. (laughs) But his name is Dracula. And he he like pretends to be a real estate agent or something. The people are going to be like, what the hell are these girls saying? (laughs) (laughs) Well, the main, I actually don't think Count Chocula tried to move to London, but the main difference that they show in the commercials, because I watch some old commercials, is that the serial counterparts of these original monsters are all nervous Nellies. Count Chocula, like he is arguing with Frankenberry and he's like, no, my cereal's better, but he's doing a scary Dracula voice, like, no, my cereal is better than oh, yours. And uh-huh. then a little kid walks by and is like, hi. And Count Chocula screams and jumps into Frankenberry's arms. Scary bats and spooky ghost marshmallows are haunting all the monster cereals. They're the ghostly part of this complete breakfast. Okay, that would make me want to eat Frankenberry. <laughs> well, I think that- Frankenberry was also scared. They're all like these nervous versions of the monsters. Oh, that's sweet. I'm yeah. a nervous version of a monster. It's it's like to make it more kid-friendly, I think. Sure. 
the design for Count Chocula was also drawn by the same person who drew the Trix Rabbit. Who? George Carn. Sounds like an amazing guy. In 2014, the monsters got their biggest makeover by a group of DC Comics. And I felt like it was important because I didn't know who Count Chocula was when someone messaged it to us. Yeah, um, I don't know what he looks like. So I, I'm happy to describe. So he has a very long pointy face and then a long nose like Pinocchio. And then he has very pointy hair. I'm thinking like a Danny from Greece look, mm. but higher. And he wears an all chocolate brown outfit with a very seriously popped collar on the Dracula cape. That was an amazing description. You hit every part of him. Oh, thank you. That? I spent a lot of time working on that today. I that wanted to get really it perfect. Good. It's hard in an audio medium. I wanted people really to be able good. to visualize it. Yeah, we'll put a link to a photo in the show notes so that you can judge Shira on her description abilities. But damn, that was really good. Thank you. Thank you. I feel like we should discuss the nutrition elephant in the room. Can chocolate cannot be healthy, can it? I thought about going into detail on looking up like the nutritional facts for it because a lot of the old like 1970s commercials, like uh, a line will come across being like vitamin packed. And I'm like, mm, that, seems, that seems not true. But I felt like all of our counties would know like it's the same as Lucky Charms. You're not eating it for the vitamins. Yeah. But when we were little, we thought that the word cereal meant that it was good just because it is a breakfast food. That's true. But Lucky Charms are have- changing. Yeah, Lucky Charms have always been my favorite unhealthy cereal, and this is definitely in the same family of Lucky Charms. It was yeah, actually crisp. Mm-hmm. All of those, even Frosted Flakes, aren't that healthy. Oh no! But we don't eat them for health. We eat them because they're delicious. delicious. But I definitely used to think, oh, if I have cereal for breakfast, that's a good way to start the day. So, just interesting how the media manipulates. Not media. What do I mean? How? Uh, ad- yeah. Media, advertising, advertisements, yeah, yeah. yeah, everything. Because I had never had Count Chocula, at least in my memory, I went to the internet to see what does this taste like. And I found a blog. I feel like you are going to lose your mind about this pun. The blog is dedicated to reviewing cereals, and it's called Cereal-sly. Wow. Good, right? Very good. This article is from a while ago, but it seems pretty active. And I just love what we find on the internet when we start searching for our episodes. That could be its own podcast, Seriously. Yeah, like, it's a good name. Thank you, County so Seriously. You, so, Shira, can you give me the very detailed description? Okay. I this, this is a direct quote because their writing was too good to change. The specter-shaped chocolate pieces are airy and light with a crisp chew that makes them quickly deteriorate into a mealy pile. I do not like that idea. <laughs> a mealy pile? They have an even Quick deterioration? Why would I want either of those things? Because then it turns to chocolate milk. Well, we're, yeah, I guess. They have an even flavor balance of corn and sweet cocoa. Ew. The pieces are also roughly textured, so even though the count won't suck any blood from your throat, He'll certainly try to scratch up the inside of it. Wow. 
Ew, don't mention blood when talking about cereal, right? I, I, yeah, I'm not sure if this was like a positive review of it. I didn't read that far. I was just like, oh, this is a great description. Um, yeah, it's unclear. But that's only about one half of the cereal. There's more. Accompanying the corn pieces are the debatably ghost and star-shaped marshmallows. Though they pack the same sugary and slightly chalky punch Ew. of Lucky Charms, Charming Marbits. I've never heard the word Marbits. What's Marbits? Charming Marbits. Charming Marbits. That's a good through, band name. Through what I can only assume is the Count's black magic, the mallows here have chocolate flavor swirled into them. So it seems like the person who reviewed this on Seriously liked the marshmallows better. I mean, that's why we eat Lucky Charms and stuff. Wait, what's the other part? It's chocolate pieces. How can that be bad? Except that it apparently scratches up your throat. Well, I imagine it's like the corny like texture of Lucky Charms and the marshmallows. Like you don't you pick out the marshmallows yeah. of Lucky Charms. Of course. So then I continued my deep dive onto the internet. My brother said I can't refer to it as the dark web as I did on Count Negroni. He was like, that's not what the dark web is. Yeah, because this is definitely not 4chan. <laughs> yeah, this isn't the dark web, but... These All you did was like, you just like went to the second page of Google and you're calling it the dark web. I was still on page one of Google. I was just two articles <laughs> down. <laughs> I found this mental floss article talking about how they came up with the idea for Count Chocula and about like why they decided to make these like Count Chocula and stuff, the mascots for these cereals and these nervous Nelly monsters. Ooh, um, and they were, there was a line in there that I loved. They were, they were trying to capitalize off the success of things like Tony the Tiger and the Rice Krispies trio because mm. they, they called those four grocery aisle celebrities. Wow. That's true. They really are. They're the cereal grocery aisle celebrities, but then of course there's like the produce section grocery aisle celebrities, and that's like Fuji apples. You know, I was just thinking how much that title would really resonate with me because you know how much I love Kroger. Yeah, you would like to be a grocery. It's very hard to say. You would like to be a grocery aisle celebrity. Hang out at Kroger all the time. People start to recognize you, or even get one of those like cardboard cutouts of me to sell something. Love that. Yeah. What would you sell? Mm, Countertops. Yeah, I was also thinking, like, do kids even know? I guess they know who those characters are from the boxes now, but I feel like they don't watch commercials as much, so I I don't think they would know it from, like, you know how we, like, knew Tony the Tiger and he was always, like, ice skating? I don't know how popular TV is anymore, but I do know that Margo and I the other night – we're watch. I mean, TV for kids. We're, we were watching Nickelodeon because we're in hotels and it's available. <laughs> and we watched an old episode of SpongeBob. It was amazing, super strange, but I haven't seen it in a while, and it is really good, even for adults, to be honest. But after that, there was a Nick at Night special on race and racism, and it was amazing. But my point is that we got to watch a lot of commercials, and the way that they market to kids is still very mascot centric so i wouldn't be surprised if these mascots still do exist we just don't see it we'll have to interview some some kid counties perfect i know one i don't know if my little cousin listens but i'm gonna ask her okay so what i found on this mental floss article sorry for that little tangent there were a few scandals surrounding the characters so okay so it was 1969 
and General Mills asked their advertising agency, Dancer Fitzgerald Sample, to come up with characters that would be fun and would complement the serials and would and would work well together in commercials. They have a fun brainstorm, and Laura Levine, girl power, was the one who ultimately comes up with the idea of monsters who are also scaredy cats. Mm-hmm. And the horror films, like Dracula and stuff, I guess had just started appearing on TV, and so people were really into them. And then over the course of two years, illustrators kind of, quote, defamed them to make them more kid-friendly. I loved that word. Yeah. And so people love the monster serials. Everything is fine and dandy. And then in 1972. So much drama. The press reported that children were suffering some gastronomic issues because from the red dye that was used in Frankenberry. And turns out. Oh, my God. Turns out, totally harmless. But, but it looked like blood poop. Exactly. And so parents were freaking out. I'm not doing well. <laughs> I know it wasn't. A, that's not exactly about the count, but I, I had to share that with you. Yes. Thank you. My parents actually had a similar situation at my first birthday party. I don't, I mean, we have an explicit label, but I don't know how people feel about poop. I'm fine talking about it. Apparently, I'm fine listening to it. At my first birthday party, my parents served these cookie monster cupcakes and then all the kids poop who came to the (laughs) birthday party was blue and they called my parents and were like freaking out. So they got like tons of phone calls. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Okay. So then they fixed that issue. All the kids are fine. Everyone's enjoying Count Chocula. But then we have some issues. In 1987, they make this like special cereal box featuring Bella Lugosi, who is I remember him. Yeah, he played Dracula in the 1930s. So they use his photo. They're doing this cool imaging thing with his photo on the box for Count Chocula. And he was wearing a necklace that some people thought it looked like a a star of David. And so Jewish groups protested these boxes because they were offended that a piece of religious iconography was on a vampire. This story has it all. Now available on video and DVD. So then General Mills apologizes. They don't recall the boxes because they're like, there's no actual health risk. And that's a lot that we would waste. Totally understand. But they do edit commercials so that he's not wearing it. And they definitely didn't mean it in an anti-Semitic way at all. Like it was yeah, just- Yeah, nobody, nobody does, quote unquote. Right. It was a six-point star that was always, I guess, on Dracula. Mm. But in the picture, it looked really um, similar to a Star of David. And they apologized. The ADL got involved. Ooh. I know. The story combined Judaism and counts. And I just had to- explore it a little bit more i actually in my deep dive on the dark web i found an nope. article from the la nope. times dark web. <laughs> from the la times from 1987 about the incident the internet is really cool what you can find on it it really is it is i do not appreciate the internet enough margo and i have been wikipediaing every town as we enter it and we've learned some it's just i wish i always had a tour guide with me and since i can't wikipedia is not a bad replacement. I've been enjoying it. Thank you, Wikipedia. Thank you, internet. Thank you, counties. I feel like you would be an incredible tour guide for I like really, just I, traveling across the U.S. I so, want to be a tour guide. I really do. I want that for you as well. <sighs> well, let's go back to the office. So Count Chocula is mentioned in the office. That's why I know about it. Dwight is slashing everyone's health insurance to save Dunder Mifflin money. 
He does this a lot. He makes everyone fill out a form with their pre-existing conditions. And Jim writes in a bunch of made-up ailments, including Count Choculitis. They're always playing pranks on each other. And Dwight calls him in for an interrogation and says, is this because you know I love Count Chocula? So you mentioned, I guess, when we when we decided to Count Chocula, you were like, oh, yeah, I've heard of it because it's in the office. And I was mortified that I didn't remember. So I've spent the past week trying to find the clip. It actually, you know, took me one Google search. It was it was not a challenge to find the clip. But I was pretty embarrassed, especially because we're recording today on County Leia's birthday. And she's the one who introduced me to the office. And I just knew how disappointed she would be in me for not getting that reference. So I'm proud of you for getting it. And I just, I did some research because of your inspiration. And happy birthday to County Leia. Happy birthday! And, you know, we wish you the best. And we love you. And if you want a birthday shout out, counties, just let us know. We'll do that. Yeah, tell us when your birthday is. Well... That's all the research I found today. And that's all the listening I've done today. Thanks for tuning in, guys. <laughs> yeah, much appreciated. We love having you, counties. And new counties, what a pleasure. Thank you for joining us from Apple. Thank you, Apple, for the shout-out. It has been monumental, and we hope to continue growing and capitalizing on this opportunity. So We're excited to have you guys here. And it's a weird recording right now because... Ariel is traveling the world, but we never want to miss a week for our counties. We won't. We won't miss a week. And with that, we will be back next week. I don't know what we should cover next week. Do you have any ideas? <sighs> we could cover counting. We could cover counter protests. I am into counting. And I think what we could do for that episode is ask people to send in short stories of them learning to count. I think, you know... We might need a little more prep time. So maybe maybe counter-protests would be easier for us to do research on. But I do want to put it out there that we do want to do an audience collaboration episode sometime in the next month. And for that, we'll need you to send in your short stories. You can record it on your phone in the Voice Memo app. Send your short stories about learning to count, maybe learning the ABCs because it's kind of similar in terms of elementary basics. And send it to us on counterprogrammingshiraariel at gmail.com. And we'd love to receive that clip and put it into our counting episode. Speaking of sending us clips, you can be as famous as our friend Jeremy was at the beginning of this episode by sending us your voice clip. And all you have to do is record on your phone, tell us who you are, where you are, and tell people that they're listening to Counter Programming. Yeah, it should sound like this. Hi, I'm Arielle from Boise, Idaho, and you're listening to Counter Programming. Oh, that was beautiful. Thank you to Daniel. He is our engineer and sound design guy. He makes the episodes slap, as some people say. Margo is shaking her head. She says, don't say slap. It's so bad. <laughs> uh, he's the one in charge of these perfectly placed sound effects, and he crushes it week after week. Truly, we love what you do with the episodes, Daniel. Our music is by Jason Shaw. The song is called Tennessee Hayride. We also love it. (laughs) Bye, Arielle. Bye, Shira. Bye, counties. Bye, counties. Visit Idaho. Visit Idaho.